we opened and you know six months later smashing success and i have to like basically like beat people back with a stick because it's in it was insane that was libby truesdell of brenda's meet in three and brenda's oakland i'm jeff and this is storied san francisco in this podcast libby and her wife brenda buen viaje pick up where they left off in part one. They met when both worked at D'Alessio Market, and after some awkward work interactions, hit it off on their first date across the street at Martuni's. Shortly after that, they opened Brenda's French Soul Food, and it's an understatement to say that the place took off. We talk about that first restaurant paving the way, first for Brenda's Meat and Three in the Western Edition, and then just last year, their po'boy spot, Brenda's Oakland. We end the podcast with a mental health check-in on each other. For info on the three restaurants, please visit our website. And while you're there, as a reminder, through the month of December, we've marked down all our merch and are pledging proceeds from any sales to Supply Hope Info, a new nonprofit started by San Francisco public school students to help other students in need during distance learning. Here's Libby. Yeah, so we met at a long ago place that was called D'Alessio Market. Oh, yeah. On Market Market Street and Goff. Yeah. And my very good friend, Stephen Danner, who's a longtime San Franciscan, he took me by the hand and he was like, because I was in grad school, I was probably like 26 or 27. He took me by the hand and she, he says, I have this place that I really love and I think you should get a job there. Like okay. very like direct. Yeah. So we went for lunch one day and D'Alessio was great because it was very casual, like food by the pound, but it was like gourmet, really delicious, just kind of different, mm-hmm. fun, like crazy colors. And I don't know if you guys remember, but I do. anyway, I got a job there. I at met D'Alessio. Bobby, who's at D'Alessio, okay. Bobby D'Alessio, who's a NOPA guy over here and he, um, old friend of ours and he was like, okay, come work tomorrow. So I showed up and I worked at the counter and I was like, didn't wear bras and like, you know, (laughs) got a lot of attention and was just kind of making my way. And she showed up a few months later after I started working as the executive chef there. Oh, okay. And so I did a little bit more swizzle, swizzle, you know, swizzle, swizzle. What does that mean? It means something. God, I'm getting so old. I said something like wishy-washy yesterday. You're turning into I'm turning parents. into my dad. Yeah. They're actually both it just parents. got so carbuncled. No. <laughs> I like put it on. I put the sex appeal on. Yeah. And I got her in the walk-in yeah. and what? made out with her. <laughs> that is not how that went down. Patrick, um, Patrick D'Alessio was actually a good friend of mine. And I submitted my resume just to see. I was trying to leave. Oh, I was trying to leave Cafe Claude. I was oh. done with that kitchen. Um, and he called me right away and he's like, oh my God, he's like, the chef of my dreams, please come in, tell us what you want, make this happen. So um, I got there, it was fun. It was fun to be in a casual uh, restaurant after years and years of doing like the grind and um, working like sane hours, like no more scrubbing fryers at midnight. And it was just like a nice break for me. And um, I was also consciously working toward 
opening my own place and this was a good stepping stone to getting there because I knew that I wanted to do something casual. Um, and when I got there, it was, I mean, it was just, it was just an all around really fun place to work. It was so fun. Um, but there was this one barista in the front who I thought was much, much, much too young for me, <laughs> wouldn't stop staring at me. <laughs> and to the point where I thought that like maybe there was something wrong with her. Yeah, or, and you're like, and there's a line and out I'm the like, door. Have you not seen an Asian person before? Like, that is what? so rude. <laughs> I, was, I couldn't figure out what your problem was. And I, 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 I don't know why. I assumed she was straight. Okay. I just, it just wasn't, it didn't occur to it's me what was happening. It's called femme invisibility. Yeah. Google yeah, it. she very much suffered from that. <laughs> But um, Pride came around, and somehow the fact that she was a lesbian was announced amongst the staff, and I was like, duh! <laughs> You're so stupid! Yeah. She is kind of stupid. Had y'all chatted or talked or anything, or was no, it like... No, I thought there was something wrong with her. <laughs> I mean, this went on for, like, weeks, and then even to the point where I'd be like, okay, I bet I started making, like, these, like, little bets in my head like okay if, if I bet if, when I step out of the walk-in she's she's gonna be looking at me and I'd oh open God. the door and she'd be across the room like waiting for the door to open I'm like what the hell is happening were you creeped you out notice or? the anticipation no. that she's like oh I bet she's looking at me yeah I mean you know it's just a way a to occupy myself road. at work this is how all good romances start yes. though let's be honest like I was super creeped out by her yeah. <laughs> You weren't creeped out though. You were. Well, um, so what? Well, I wasn't creeped out because she was like super cutie, you know. Like you just wondered hell? what was wrong. Yeah. I was like, I was wrong? Really like, something's wrong. Is she okay? Yeah. <laughs> so what happened? Well, we went. We went out for drinks one night. Ah, uh, okay. That's it. That's the story. Across, yeah. <laughs> at at a tw- at um Martunis. Oh yeah. Which is of right course, there. One of our favorites still. Yes. And once it reopens. Right. And that was it. Yeah. Okay. She had a girlfriend. I had just broken up with somebody, or I'd gotten dumped. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, you were working something out. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, then we saw like six months later we started dating, dating. Okay. And we got married in that was 2005, 2006. We got married in 2009. Was that the, like the second? Wow. That was the second window. Right, Second there was like window. the Newsom window. Yeah. Or was that the. I, no, no, matter. we got One married. of those windows. Oh, eight oh. was the Newsom window. Which right. Which we actually legally, we went to Marin and did the, signed the papers, but then we had our wedding, which is our wedding anniversary we celebrate in 09. Got so. it. Got it. Big affair, 150 Pre- people. We owned a condo down in the Tenderloin at the in the Hamilton building, which is on uh, Leavenworth at O'Farrell. Okay. O'Farrell at Leavenworth. And we had the ceremony at the temple on Chris, at Christie Field, the Masonic Temple, and then we had the reception in the ballroom of that building. Nice. So it was really nice. Wow. Very San Francisco. My whole family from Iowa came out, many of them who I no longer speak to. Right. But they we were lovely to come out. We won't talk about it. And we don't that. have to talk about Trump's yeah. borders. Let's not go there. So let's, um, so now you guys are together and yeah. Wait, several, we, we oh. need to back up a little bit because let's two years. Well, we also need to keep going. But two years <laughs> into our relationship, we opened, we opened Brenda's French Soul Food. That's what together. I wanted to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. So. So I graduated from grad school and I had started teaching, but academia is not my bag and so she saw me and she was like hey i'm gonna open this restaurant (laughs) 
not true. She came along to keep an eye on me. That's she true. Didn't, and she didn't want to get left out. Because she had all these cute girls hitting on her. Yeah. Oh. That's not true. <laughs> anyway. I mean, if they were, I couldn't tell. We don't, we don't anyway, fact check, we don't fact check on this podcast. <laughs> we decided to open the restaurant together. But Brenda, um, on, obviously, was the... I mean, this is her life stream, right? All of right. this is well, her at this life point, stream. We were, we were living together. So I was like, well, if you don't want to teach... Why don't you just open this with me until you figure out what you want to do next? Oh, yeah. Right. Like a it was bridge. Great. Yeah. 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 So we ask? opened the restaurant. Yeah. I was going to say, where, uh, where did y'all live? And was this the first We lived in the Tenderloin. Okay. And this yeah. was the first time y'all moved in together. Yeah. Yeah. We lived in my condo in the Hamilton. She was smart. She, she bought a condo, like, super loophole with all those bad loans that everybody Remember put up back then. Remember those bad loans right yeah. before those the crash? Those crazy loans. So yeah. she, like, worked it. She got a crazy loan she bought this little condo in the tenderloin and used that as collateral to get money to open the restaurant that was nice. the plan yeah, yeah. The, the whole thing and her other plan was this place brenda's french soul food was originally one part of it was originally a little cafe called lily's no no it what was, was called it called sons sons you remember when the culinary school was there Yes. Yeah. It was this like little divey Korean greasy spoon where all the culinary students would Ah, go for breakfast. Yeah. Everything cost like $4 and she made like huge hash browns. Yeah. And she put kimchi. You know, the classic like Korean American diner. Korean American diner. She was, she was lovely. So Brenda is a genius and goes in there and is like, Hey, can I help you out for a little while? And like, you know, help you kind of grow your business or I don't know what you'd said no, to her. No, no, no. So the the business she had posted it on Craigslist, and I, oh, and that's I went right. in and I was like, I want to buy this business. She goes, I know, but I need to keep it going for six months to finish some part of her lease, mm-hmm. and I wanted to make sure that I got the deal. So I quit my other job and just went there and worked for her. <laughs> I kept my eye on it. And at the time, I was like, is You'll she crazy? <laughs> I mean, I had no, I was like, I watched her do this whole process. And I was like, okay, either she's <laughs> totally fucking crazy or she's a genius, right? right? Like when you don't know and you're just like, okay, she's betting her entire life savings and all of her time and effort. And of course she's so a So now genius. you're wondering what's wrong with her. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what but was great is I just let her, d- I mean, I was like, okay. Well, you okay, didn't have anything okay. to lose. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. We opened, so, and you know, six months later, smashing success, and I have to like basically like beat people nuts. back with a stick because it's in, it was insane. Right. Did I you? know what your role was. What was your role? So I was in the front. So okay. I put together the whole front and waited tables and yeah, the traditional like lady in the front situation. Yeah. I feel we like- hired people and wrote a schedule and you know, payroll. My like. <laughs> experience was that I never, I wouldn't, I've, I've never seen there not be a line. Yeah. Especially those first days. That right. It, like when, well, we had, how many seats? You guys we were had? doing lines before they were trendy in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Well, no. So <laughs> seriously, when we kind lived of. in the Tenderloin together, before I opened, we would, whenever we le- drove out of the Tenderloin, we'd have to drive past Dotties, like the old Dotties. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I would say, I want a line. Yeah. I want a restaurant with the line in front of it. Yeah. yeah. I would say that exactly out what loud. She got. And you guys are all about manifesting. <laughs> manifesting reality. She is. <laughs> well, yes, you too, so we, you're of your mom. You're yes, manifesting your mom's Right, reality. right. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for that, Bone. Yeah. I appreciate that. Well, so opening a restaurant, big 
fucking scary endeavor. How was it? It was for awesome y'all? because it was so overwhelmingly successful. Right away? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Yeah. Okay. That we just like ran with it. Like the first this is a fun story. Nuts. The first like three, four years, she and I would wake up <laughs> at, you know, six, seven in the morning. We opened at eight, walk through the tenderloin, greet all the the hey, what's up? Don't step on the needles. Yeah. Go open the restaurant, work all fucking day long, eight hours, nine hours, just like bam, bam, flip, flip, flip the tables, flip the tables. Then we would get in our <laughs> 1997 RAV4 yes. that we had just bought, which was like her other car was a Saturn where the mirrors were duct taped on. <laughs> so <laughs> I bought the, the RAV4 from this guy down at the AAA. I will make this shorter, I promise. No, no. But we would go to the restaurant depot. The two of us. And we would pack it. We would pack it so full that we would be sitting in the front and there would be groceries stacked up to the ceiling. My favorite is if we hit the brakes too hard, the watermelons. The watermelons would fly and the pineapples. And we'd be like, ah! We would shove groceries underneath the seats. Right. On the dashboard, like, and then we drive back, unpack everything. She would do, we had like two guys doing prep. For the next day. Yeah, then we insane. would go do a bar crawl through the tenderloin and get shitty because we didn't have full-time we also, kids back then. We were a lot younger. <laughs> we yeah. were a lot younger. And, and didn't then we sleep. would wake up the next day. Yeah. Didn't sleep. Didn't sleep. Yeah. 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 Martinis and yeah, that's the rest of It was life. intense. So we did that for a long time. Yeah. So how yeah. many years? Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but was Oakland the second one or was this? No, no. Oakland's our last. La- that's the baby. This is yeah. the. It was okay. actually it was. Uh, uh, French soul food, and then we opened Libby Jane Cafe. Oh for yeah, three years. Well, it's now closed it makes now. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Sense. and then um, and then we opened this one in 2014, and then we opened Oakland last year. Okay. And, and in that time, we also had two more children. One. So she has a 19-year-old son from her first marriage. Oh wow. Um, and then we had our daughter, who's in the dining room, in 2011. So. 2007, we opened French Soul Food. 2000, we got married in 09. We had Aurora in 11. 2014, we opened this place. The next year, I got pregnant with our five, now five-year-old boy, and then we opened Oakland last a year ago. Oh, and we're opening, and we're opening a, a, another restaurant, a cloud kitchen, a cloud in, kitchen San in San Jose. Right oh, okay. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about opening this? Because yeah. And again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like with with this restaurant specifically, the whole idea of meat and three, it's like now you're really you're like introducing people to kind of a way a food way of life mm-hmm. more so than I feel like. Yeah. It's French food, right? Do you want to talk about the inspiration behind oh, that? Oh, sure. And, and what? So. Um, the way this all happened is I, so originally when I was looking for spaces to open my first restaurant um, I actually just I wrote letters and just left them on people's doors of awesome. restaurants that I thought might be interested in selling me the restaurant or whatever Right. and I actually like left a note here with the owner at the time from um, Blue Jay Cafe remember? yeah remember Blue Jay? yes yeah, yeah. so Andre Larzul um got the letter he and his wife Jennifer called me and we started talking he wanted to partner um, I don't know partner consult type thing um, and it, I wasn't gonna have the control that I wanted to have um, and then at that time that other deal on Polk Street came up 
So I came back and I'm like, you know what? Sorry guys, I changed my mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna go solo. And he was a little annoyed with me, but it was overall fine. But so you know that was 2007. So you know, flash forward, you know, like four years, five years, right? Five or six years, and I really built up the brand and the and the business over there, and it was right. a raging success. Um, and I mentioned through a friend of a friend that I might be interested in taking over the Blue Jay. Mm. And uh, I guess he got wind of it. Andre got wind of it. We connected and he, they were very interested because mm. after they'd seen what I'd done on Polk Street. And I, I went to them, well, we went to them and I said, uh, you know, I, um, I'd be willing to like take over operations, but I want 75%. Mm. And fully expecting them to be like, hell no. Right. Um, but they came back and they're like, sure. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have to buy the restaurant. We can just split it up this way. So right. there, that's that's how that whole thing, like the whole evolution of us being partners here together came into fruition. And, and they're lovely, lovely people. And it's mm-hmm. been a really nice partnership. Okay. Um, it's our only partnership. It's our only partnership. Cause so all the other three places we own. Just yeah, we don't like, I really don't like to share, but if I had to share, <laughs> the Larzels are fine and lovely yeah, people. Yeah, it's been a good partnership. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we took this over and I, uh, you know, the it was, it was fun doing New Orleans-centric food on Polk Street, but I... Um, I got, uh, you know, I, same way I'm looking at Filip- Filipino cuisine now. I just, I just wanted to expand and, and do more things. And I really thought the idea of a, a meet and three concept would be fun for diners because people always want to change the plate anyway, mm-hmm. which is annoying. So here, you know, they're actually giving you permission to come in and, and, and make your choices. Had it been done, I'd never seen anything here. Not in San Francisco. I don't think so. And I don't think in California, I've right. not seen a meet and three. Right. And, and it's still people, very and, you know. Southern thing. Yeah, and people were really confused by it because they were, they were like, oh, it's it's Brenda's meet and greet or Brenda's M-E-E-T-N-3. Oh, oh, right. like, right. like you go to meet there. And I'm right. like, no, it's like meat. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. food, <laughs> Me, y'all. It's food. Yeah. 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 It's just why, like that. One of the reasons I have that mural up is just I thought, okay, let's just like give them a visualization of the concept. The word sides, y'all. Yeah. 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 Um, In the early days, we did a lot of explaining what a mean three is, of right. course, which we still do. Well, it's still and on just explaining it's on the, the menu, difference. I feel like, right? Or no, no yeah. on the website also. Yeah. You know, just a, a quick little thing, you know. But I think that's that's great. It's it's yeah. It, it, more than just the food being elevated itself, it's like it elevates the experience of you're learning a little bit about a culture that's different yeah, from and, very yeah. different from here. Yeah, very I think much so. too we would always explain that French soul food was very New Orleans and mm-hmm. New Orleans focused, mm-hmm. whereas this restaurant is a little bit more pan Southern. Mm-hmm. So it takes exactly. more from the Carolinas mm-hmm. um, and different areas of the South, not just specifically New Orleans and Louisiana. So. Right. Yeah. But you weren't going to leave But that still, there's right. a lot of classic stuff, yes. too. Yeah. 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 Cool. So that was 2014. And 2014. then, do you want to talk about the Oakland, opening the Oakland place yeah, at all? Yeah, so we opened. <laughs> we wanted to focus on, so the Oakland place, so we, for many years, we had wanted to do a po'boy concept. Fast casual. Fast casually. Yes. 
And Brenda had written a menu and we had eaten all of the recipes oh, and had, We went you to know, New Orleans just to Oh yeah, po we did boys. a po'boy trip to New Orleans, research and... That's my kind of vacation. Yeah, oh, it was, it was the best. That was when our daughter was a baby. Yeah. But we... Um, so we had had this concept of just doing fast, casual po'boys. And it took a, it took until Oakland. So we had we were going to open in the Fillmore for a while, and that kind of didn't work out. And finally, we get a lot of um, solicitation to open restaurants, places, and we got a deal finally that we couldn't refuse. Okay. And this um, company offered to build out a restaurant space for us, essentially. Oh wow! Um, in a brand new building, and it's at 41st and Broadway in Oakland. And it was really think, the corner, though. It's the it's a corner lot on the northwest corner, um, but thank God we opened that restaurant because, and thank God we designed it to be fast casual. So it's only about two thousand square feet, but seventy five percent of that two thousand square feet is is the kitchen, okay. right? So we wanted to make sure that we were dedicating space to production, and being able to feed as many people as we could. Um, in that fast casual concept. So we opened in the beginning of October, 2019. Okay. And then the pandemic hit. So we, my wife is brilliant. She's a brilliant woman. She has so many talents. And one of them is that she changed direction so quickly. We didn't even, did we even close down for a day over there? I don't even in think Oakland? we did. No. So we just went straight we just to delivery and take out. In, in the, it was just kind of business as usual minus customers in the dining room. Yeah. Right. Because and we were set up to do takeout delivery so efficiently that we were able to like really keep up with the demand. And it, if anything, that's that's our restaurant that's kind of really it's helped keeping everything us afloat. else float. Wow. Because... Yeah. Polk French Street. Polk Street is really like a destination restaurant. Right. Like that's the idea is that you go, you wait in line, you sit down, you have the, you know, we've created this really beautiful space, I think, over the years. The, she and I designed it ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and it's an experience. It's a whole thing of going to the restaurant. And we do do takeout and delivery there and it's good, but it's not set up. It's not the same for, experience. It's not yeah. the same experience. So thank God we opened in Oakland and with that model at that time, because it, just the timing was, we're really lucky about that. So thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. So and now that we are, are we? We're back to like very limited, if any, indoor. No, no. As indoor. of this recording. No indoor. Or, no, none. Outdoors. Zero. Yeah. yeah. They just shut down in the twenty-five percent indoor they had. Just last this week. Yeah. Right. The thirteenth. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. And I, I apologize, I haven't actually been over to Polk Street. Are you doing anything? Did you set up an yeah, outdoor? Yeah, we're doing takeout. Yeah. We're and doing delivery. takeout delivery. We started doing national distribution through uh, oh, wow. this company Gold called Belly. Gold Belly. Okay. Um, so you can go online and you can get red beans and rice and gumbo overnighted to you in New York. Good to know. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, it's pretty it's cool. It's been pretty great. Okay. But did you guys set up a parklet there as well? Or no, just we have here? a bike lane. Uh, Polk yeah. is a major thoroughfare, right? Right, right. So we have a bike lane in front of our... We I don't even it. have parking spaces in front of there anymore. Yeah. Okay. That's just how it goes. But you did set one up here, as yeah. we discussed yeah. earlier. Yeah. That's beautiful. So yeah. so how has that all been? How, how has this restaurant been during, what is it, eight months now? Well, um, so luckily, because uh, Polk Street was always in, in such high demand with dine-in diners, mm -hmm. that... Um, we 
we didn't really cultivate a takeout business over there because we basically just we had the apps turned off most of the time because the kitchen couldn't keep up. Right. Yeah. So as a result, this restaurant did a really good job of cultivating a takeout delivery business mm-hmm. over the past, however, four or five years. Um, and it also, it's very much our neighborhood restaurant. So we have say, like yeah. really loyal, it's yeah, yeah. like Polk local following. Yeah. Like it's like, the, this is where the locals go. That's where the tourists go. Right. Got it. Um, and so for that reason, when we shut down Dine-In, uh, the takeout delivery business here has been pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been not, pretty good. Yeah, we're doing okay. Yeah, we're do, you know what? We're really grateful for so many things that just timing-wise and just being lucky and fortunate and having like brand recognition before the pandemic and right. having it 13 years in, right? Like I, I feel like we've really, we're just, we've been really grateful that we've been able to like keep our doors open, yeah. you know, and not have to worry if we're going to close or if we can't pay our employees or, you know, we're still paying all of our, all of our employees and we're still nice. keeping the doors open and we're, you know, still feeding people. And we're just, every day we just, are very thankful <laughs> for all of that. So, right on. and that that's also my wife being the very savvy business lady she is was like, let's do a cloud kitchen. Like this is the time. Like delivery only, a commissary space where they it's only pickup and only delivery, and there's no there's no brick and mortar. So that's what we're doing. We signed a lease in San Jose, and we're okay. getting all the specs, all the details finalized. It's going to open soon. So. Awesome. Yeah. So that's how the business is doing. Yes. How are y'all? <laughs> I am so happy the election is over. Right. That yeah. week. For that most was, of us, it is. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God. That, us, um, that week was awful. Yeah. My, my um, I had a sour stomach. Like, yeah. From that Tuesday to about that, it took me a couple days after, yeah. after that Saturday to just try to unwind myself, mm-hmm. you know, I was so wound up. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- you know, I think we're going to be uh, processing this year for a really long time. And thank goodness for therapy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, th- one of the things that really helps me is to just be reminded that I'm not alone. Like for instance, I I had a dentist appointment yesterday, and I was telling him like what happened with my teeth, and I'm like, I don't know why, but my my filling fell out like around in March. He goes, he goes, the dentist so lovely. He goes, oh, you, you and everyone else, everyone has been grinding their teeth so bad. He goes, she said, I have one doctor who keeps calls me every two weeks because he keeps cracking his teeth in his sleep. Yeah. And like, oh my God. So I'm, like, I'm like, I mean, it was something like oddly comforting. Yeah. You know, like, okay, I'm not the only one whose teeth are falling out right now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I can't say that I'm fine, but I don't. I mean, nobody's. I don't, I'm fine. not completely falling apart. Yeah. yeah. And there's also been a lot of silver linings too. Yeah. So we've we've tried to focus with our kids on all the silver linings. Our nine-year-old daughter has, she goes to Clarendon over on uh, Twin Peaks, which is actually where we mm. live, mm-hmm. and she's very social and she's really outgoing. She loves school. She loves her friends. She loves her activities, and so. This whole shutdown has been pretty hard on her. Mm-hmm. And so we look for silver linings, right? Like we got a kitten 
this weekend because that's and she worked up towards getting that kid in and we finally got to adopt oh, a cat. Oh, it's just like such an intense love affair. Yeah, and we we walk our neighbor's dog. We do that for the, that's a silver lining. So there's all these like opportunities that we're just trying to. I'm especially with my kids just trying to focus on. I think so I don't lose my mind too. Mm-hmm. Um, things that were like, well, this wouldn't have happened unless right. this shitty fucking year. Yeah. <laughs> we you know like. I don't mean to say it again and sound cliche or whatever, but like we have it pretty good. Like we're paying our bills. We our kids are healthy. We're healthy. Like our doors are still open. What you know, my parents are healthy. Are like I just, you know, I'm that if that's all I need now. So I think we're gonna be okay. I'm, you know, this whole. This country is in a sad, sad state yeah. of chaos and has been for a while. And just to have a glimmer of hope. Well, and I'll just go ahead and say that with everything and the changes, I mean, at the city level, yeah. obviously the city's always changing. Everywhere is changing now, but I'm super happy that y'all are here <laughs> and that you're making it. And whatever ends up on the other side, there will be Brenda's. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, oh yeah. thank you. That's that makes so lovely. That's that makes lovely. that makes the the bare minimum that this place will still be great. <laughs> this place being San Francisco. Awesome. Thank you so much. We love San Francisco. We're never going anywhere. We talked about that recently. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, we, there's been a mass exodus of people. I've heard um, 25%. Yeah, really? you, you can yeah. feel it. You can you really, see it. Oh, yeah. feel certainly it. feel it. I mean, I told yeah. you where I live. I, my walk over here, there's so many front signs. Yep. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And it's, yep. I kind of like it, frankly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. But, San Francisco's um, always changing. Like but we said. talked about, like, moving. Like, we both really well, love we're New like, Orleans. If Trump gets reelected, what the fuck are we going to do? Like, mm-hmm. Right. About Vancouver. Go seek asylum. It, you know, we're a gay family. Like, it's not. There's not nothing. And during know. pandemic, who would take yeah. Americans? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. But we. Um, but we're oh, staying. you know what happened? Of course. We 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 did this crazy thing because we could because of COVID, and we took our family and we did this uh, two plus week cross country trip from awesome. here, Chicago, New York, and back. Awesome. And when we got back, we were like. Why would we ever leave San Francisco? <laughs> this is like the best city in the world, and we have the best house in the world. And it really like, is. I mean, we stayed in some really cool places while we were traveling. We also drove through some scary swing states, also. Um, and like, it was just unquestionable when we got back. We're like, duh, we're never leaving San Francisco. And honestly, like Mayor Breeds and the city cat like board supervisors i mean there was and gavin newsom's response to the pandemic i mean we're lucky i feel so grateful to live here i have yeah a lot of friends and family back in iowa who are you know people in iowa the infection rates are like in the 50 percent mm-hmm. their icus are full mm-hmm. and these are like my relatives who are just as brilliant and left as i am and they're just watching all of these people just be like it's not real right. you know like literally as they're dying yeah People with the disease and numbers. Yes, and pe- no masks, yeah. no, you know, the govern, the leadership there, the political leadership is awful. I mean, it just, our country is so fucked right now. Yeah. And it's, I just find it, ev- like myself, so happy that, like, I think the mayor's done a really great job handling the pandemic. The governor is 
taken le the lead, you know, I like, I'm all for it. Like roll, roll us back. Like take our 25% of diners out of here. If that's what right. happens, yeah. that's right. what you need to do. Do it. You know? Yeah. I saw something interesting the other day. It was like, you know, what's going to help it. And it was, um, I can't remember who exactly it was, but someone who owns a restaurant, I think here was like, you know, what's going to save the restaurant industry is yes. curing this fucking disease. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was on Twitter yeah. today. Not yeah. opening for 25%. Yeah. Like, that's not going to save you anyway. Yeah, yeah. that's not, you know? nobody's making any money. It's going to make more that. people sick. So yeah. when y'all drove back from that road trip and you're like <laughs> crossing the, the bridge, are you like, was it like rainbows and birds chirping yes. and, you know, yes. trumpets and yes. all of it? Yes. Yeah. And we were yeah. like, why would, why would you live anywhere else? I mean, it's a livable city. The food is amazing. I mean, we were in New York and there's, you know, it's like a produce desert a little bit you know yeah. compared to california and yeah. just the density and like we just it's just so fucking beautiful here and amazing so a new found appreciation and love for san francisco for sure that was libby truesdell and brenda buenviaje on the next episode of storied san francisco we'll get to know ike shahada of ike's sandwiches Please join us for episode 45 next Tuesday. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. The show is hosted and produced by me. Michelle and I have produced more than 140 episodes over the last three years, and you can find them all at our website, storiedsf.com. While you're there, please check out our store, where in the month of December, we're donating proceeds of all sales to Supply Hope Info, a new nonprofit helping students with distance learning. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where you can like, comment, and share the stuff we put out. Find our shows just about everywhere you can listen to podcasts, including most recently BFF.fm's new podcast network. Please subscribe to stay up to date on all the content we publish. We love feedback, so if you have any, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay safe, wear a mask, and stay healthy. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcasts.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.